The podcast for regular Joes, couch potatoes, and self-proclaimed sports analysts that live sports. This is Mama's Basement Sports Talk with Shannon Coward. Every Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mama's Basement. I'm your host, Shannon Coward, and last night... We were supposed to have the game of the century. Didn't seem that way, did it? Let's get to it. So if you had NBA TV, you got to witness an uh, incredible blowout last night. The Golden State Warriors defeat the San Antonio Spurs 120-90. to The Spurs had won the last 13 out of 16 games against Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry put up 37 points in just 28 minutes with a plus or minus of plus 23. I think what was most telling about this game is that Golden State forced 26 turnovers and got 32 points off them turnovers, while San Antonio only forced forced 21 turnovers, but they only got 19 points off of it. Uh, Golden State, they had their way with San Antonio in the paint, 52 points in the paint. Not only that, but the Golden State Warriors were able to get 32 points off of turnovers, while the San Antonio Spurs could only get 19 points off of turnovers. What's even a more telling stat is that every player in Golden State in the plus or minus range, which tells you if they're a positive or negative impact on the game, every player on Golden State Warriors had a positive plus or minus Almost every player on the San Antonio Spurs team had a negative plus or minus. That's a big telling stat that tells you how great Golden State played them, how physical and how motivated they were to get this win and show everybody who the the best team in the league was. Just listen to this plus or minus. Steph Curry had a plus or minus of plus 23. Klay Thompson, he only put up 11 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. He had a a plus or minus of plus 22. Draymond Green, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. A plus or minus of plus 29. That's ridiculous. Now listen to the Spurs plus or minus. Kawhi Leonard had 16 and 5. He had a negative 19. A negative 19. LaMarcus Aldridge, they just gave him a big contract. They just pulled him from the Portland Trailblazers. He only had five points. He shot two for nine. He had a negative 20. Tony Parker came in. Didn't do nothing. 26. Negative 15. David West, 12 points. Negative 13. The whole San Antonio Spurs came in and either let the man score or couldn't put the ball on the rim. Rasul Butler is the only person who came in and had a positive night with a plus two, shooting two for three with six points. We were wondering who was the best team in the league. And from the last four games, I think we know we know who the best player is, Steph Curry. He does too much, and he takes all the focus on him, which leaves everybody else open. They got mad shooters in the game at all times. Every time a sub comes in, they got four to five shooters. And when I mean shooters, I mean shooting somewhere around 40% from the three-point line, somewhere near 50% from the field, and they all shoot high percentage from the free throw line. And listen to this. Stephen Curry has played 40 games, 
in 13 of them games. He had to sell the fourth quarter, and he's still averaging 30.3 points per game, the most in the NBA. This team is crazy good. Moving forward, I don't know if anybody can beat this team in a series. Everybody's going to have to get better players and smarter players, more refined players. The players that your team is going to have to have is going to be able to have to guard multiple positions, and everybody's going to have to either shoot a higher percentage from the field or uh, even a higher percentage from the three-point line. You can't just have people out there who can just play defense or could, who could just rebound. You have They have to be a well-rounded player to be able to go up against this Golden State team because you have to force them to make their own mistakes. Cleveland, they need a lot of pieces to me. They picked up Kevin Love, which uh, Wiggins was possibly the better candidate for that position and what they needed. They Now, they, now the Cavaliers see that they need a wing player, who can shoot the ball, slash, and can guard multiple positions. Kevin Love, uh, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson can guard multiple positions, but he can't shoot the ball. The Spurs, they find themselves being slow. Tony Parker has been in the league 15 years. He can't guard these players all. He can't guard Stephen Curry all around the court. And if they switch, there's no way he can guard a Harrison Barnes, a Clay Thompson. This team is stacked, they're smart, they like each other, and they work well together. I don't know if any team is going to be able to beat them this year, and we might see one of these teams that go on to win three or four championships in seven years. So be on the lookout. This Golden State Warrior team is really good. I want your feedback. Tell me who your favorite team is. Tell me what you think uh, maybe the Spurs or the Cavs or other teams need to compete with the Golden State. Um, I'm interested in hearing your feedback. Yo. So let's talk about the Cavs a little bit. Um, David Aldrich reports that LeBron was behind David Blatt's firing. Give me some feedback and let me know, do you care? Do you care who was behind the firing? We just know that there should have been a better coach. They should have brought in a more experienced coach, somebody who was actually at least played in the NBA or had some NBA experience. Give me some feedback on that. Um, LeBron, we all thought LeBron at least knew or was asked about David Blatt and if he wanted him to be fired. I think with being LeBron's type stature, they're going to ask him about everything before they make any decision. They're going to ask for his input. So let me know if you even care about that. Also, let me know what you think the Cavs should do with Kevin Love. Should he be on the trading block? He probably doesn't fit what the Cavaliers need to win a championship, but I think he could be a great piece, especially coming off the bench. Give me your feedback. Give me some stats. Let me know. Who would you trade for Kevin Love in the, the pieces as we go forward this week and we get closer to uh, All-Star break when the trade deadline happens? We'll grab and pick up some of the players who are on the trading block, the pieces that's affordable for teams. We'll get deeper into the trading talks as we get closer to All-Star break. So Blake Griffin breaks his right hand punching an equipment manager out at the club in Toronto. So now his hands messed up and the Clippers just have all these problems. They got some real problems going on in LA. They got DeAndre Jordan wearing blonde wigs. They got Blake Griffin out there punching people. We don't know Chris Paul, Chris Paul out there on off season riding a banana boat with Gabrielle Union, D Wade and LeBron James. They got some real problem problems. I see uh, Doc Rivers over there looking crazy. Once again, Shaq and the fool is there once again. They got some real problems. I've been saying this for about a year or two. 
They need to break this team this team up. They should let DeAndre Jordan go. They got Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. They need to try to get some pieces around one of those. They can't have both. They need one of those. They have some real problems in L.A. Most people, we ain't even talking about L.A. this year. That's how bad they are. They won a little hot streak, winning 12 straight games against mediocre competition. But when they play against the big dogs, they get smacked. So give me some feedback on the Clippers, what they might need to do, some pieces that you think they should get to make them better. Let me know. Let's move to college basketball. Two decent-sized losses. The big loss was number three, Kansas, losing to Iowa State, losing by 13. Duke lost another game to University of Florida by 11. This has been an incredible year of college basketball. I hate when sports analysts say that there's no great teams, there's only good teams. Well, that might be this year. There's a lot of good teams, but some teams from past years might have smacked these teams. There's no great teams, but a lot of good and fun teams. It seems like the colleges who have the young players, the one-dones, are the ones hurting. The one, the one and dones this year aren't like the last year's one and dones. Last year's freshmen were smart. They had NBA bodies. This year, the the teams that have the veterans, the juniors and the seniors are the good teams. They have the more physical specimens, the stronger man-like bodies for the NBA. So this is the years that most pundits and analysts always say that. The, the young guys don't have the bodies they should stay in college. Well, this year shows that these freshmen need to stay in college maybe a year or two. They don't have the bodies, and they don't have the size and strength, especially on Duke. Um, Brandon Ingram, we have a, a 17-year-old Derek Thornton come off the bench. He reclassed because he was supposed to be a senior in high school this year, but he reclassed and, and decided to come out early and, and start for Duke. They had to sit him to the side because he just wasn't smart or had the, the physical will to compete um, as a starter in the ACC. Um, we, we're just not we're just not bigger and strong as we were last year. We're not as smart. So crazy year. Kansas loses another game and loses it sizable. They're a good a three-point shooting team and a running team. So when their threes aren't hitting, they they have problems. They have and they go through droughts if they're not shooting the threes. So great, great weekend in, in college basketball. Even a greater week coming up. Duke is barely hanging on to the twenty-fourth spot now. Um, Gonzaga has fell out of the top twenty-five, and they were a shoe-in last year to go to the final four. So great college basketball, lots of fun. I need my Duke to stand up. I need Brandon Ingram to keep doing what he's doing, work harder. He should be in a conversation with uh, Ben Simmons as one of the top five to go. He should. He's 6'8". He can shoot the three, but he he can't really pass as great as Ben Simmons. But he's a good representation of somebody who should be in the top five at 6'9", who can guard multiple positions and has a knack for putting the ball in the hole from long range. So great year. Let me know what you guys think. I need to know who your favorite team is, who you think is going to go to the Final Four Elite Eight. We will definitely get more into college basketball as we get closer to the tournament. So the Super Bowl is coming up. As the Super Bowl comes up, I will be giving more information about players, teams, stats that's important, spreads, numbers. But for right now, I kind of want to name the pro bowlers from both teams so you can get an understanding of what both teams bring to the Super Bowl. 
after this week, I'll probably start diving into players that we don't know, the unsung heroes of the NFL and the Super Bowl. That'll be a lot of fun. But for right now, I want to go ahead and give credit to the Pro Bowlers that's going to be in the Super Bowl. I'll start off with the Carolina Panthers. They have 10 Pro Bowlers this year. So Thomas Davis is an outside linebacker. The center, Ryan Khalil. Middle linebacker, Luke Keekley. The quarterback, Cam Newton. The cornerback, Josh Norman. Tight end, Greg Olson. The D lineman, Quran Short. Running back, John Stewart. The fullback, Mike Tobert. And the guard, Trey Turner. And on the Denver side, they have four Pro Bowlers. They have the cornerback, Chris Harris. The outside linebacker, Von Miller. The cornerback, Aqib Talib. And outside linebacker, Demarcus Ware. Now, as we move forward, I'll give you some background story on some of these players, um, the, their last teams, and the amount of Pro Bowls. Moving forward, we'll get into the players that we really don't know because uh, a few of these players we actually do know. We know, of course, Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Demarcus Ware, Aqib Talib, Von Miller, Chris Harris, Josh Norman, Greg Olson. We know these players now, but do we know their background, their history, their story? We don't. So we dive into that, but not only will we dive into the Pro Bowl players, but we'll dive into the players that nobody's heard of, that gets no credit, but are uh, vital pieces to going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. Every piece on the team matters if you're going to win it all, especially at this level at the Super Bowl. So moving forward, we'll get into more players. We'll get into more stats. That'll be a great time. We have two weeks. So give me some feedback. Tell me some stats you know. Let me uh, know who your favorite player is and who you got going, who you got winning Super Bowl. As of right now, I have Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. I'm not going to double-guess these guys and how hard they've been playing all year. They won it, and they won it bad. So moving from football to tennis, the tennis season is among us. Today I'm just going to be talking about Serena Williams, but as – we do move more and more into the tennis season. We will break down some players, some of my favorite players. We'll break down how the whole tennis season is going, the popular tournaments, the, the Grand Slams, uh, the Masters, the Majors. We'll talk about all the best tennis tournaments and what's happening in the tennis world. But I'm going to give a shout-out to Serena Williams. She just smacked Sharapova. Sharapova hasn't beat Serena Williams in 11 years, and that's ridiculous. Serena Williams is going for the calendar Grand Slam this year, and I believe she can get it. Last year, Serena should have got her first career uh, calendar Grand Slam because nobody can beat Serena. She's unstoppable. She beat Sharapova 6-1 and 6-2 straight straight sets. She can beat anybody straight sets. There's nobody in the tennis game today who can even compete with Serena Williams. But it's all in Serena's head. She, When she comes on the court, she has to understand she's the best player. She has to have that confidence, and she cannot get down on herself. She has to have a short memory. The only reason that she didn't go undefeated, I'm saying undefeated last year and win everything, is because these small instances when she misses a couple shots, her serve might not be on, she'll get down on herself, she'll beat herself up, and then she'll uh, ultimately lose the game. So... Shout out to Serena. Keep your head in the game and keep your head in every match, every set. Do not get down on yourself. You're the best player in the world, probably the best winning player to ever play the game. Don't get down on yourself. Inspire yourself. Pick yourself up. Go undefeated this year. 
Big shout out to Serena Williams. So I want to end this podcast talking about the 2022 World Cup. So the World Cup is like the Super Bowl of soccer. It happens every couple of years. It's a really big deal. People from all over the world come to the World Cup. In 2010, we were up for the 2022 World Cup, and we lost to Qatar, 14-8. Uh, but now Switzerland Attorney General is investigating the 2018 and the 2022 World Cup. The Switzerland Attorney General and the U.S. Department of Justice prosecutors suspect money laundering, bribery, and all kind of corruption with the FIFA organization. So, we're going to cross our fingers and hope that we can get that 2022 World Cup. And that just brings uh, a deeper view into sports in general. There's always some kind of corruption and money laundering and gambling and bidding going on in all sports. Do we ever hear about it? No. And as of now, lately, we've been hearing about it. Uh, Djokovic in tennis actually said somebody offered him 200k to lose a match. So that just brings up a deeper issue we have. Give me your feedback on corruption in sports. So let's go ahead and wrap this up for today. I appreciate you all listening. Please send me some feedback. Tell me uh, what you think about the show, some of your predictions, stats you would like to hear, sports from around the world. I'd like to hear it all. You can email me at mamasbasementsports at gmail.com. Big shout out to Ace Boom for helping me organize my podcast and get it together right. Um, Thanks for everybody just for listening. Make sure you send that feedback. And remember, stay cool in mama's basement.